0: My name is Justin and I am an addict. I have been actively working the steps in the Rooms of Recovery since September of 2013 and am grateful to be sober one day at a time, thanks to my God, the steps, and the fellowship of other addicts. Welcome to the 102nd RICO 12 weekly speaker meeting. We're excited about this one. Excited about all of them. But RICO 12 is an organization with the mission of learning and sharing the similarities of addiction of all kinds and gaining and sharing tools and hope from others who are walking a similar path. Speakers from our past meetings have represented many fellowships and identify with addictions with such variety as alcoholism, drugs, food, sex, gambling, theft, codependency, and several Anon programs, just to name a few. Each Friday at noon central time, we hold a live lunch hour speaker meeting with a recovering addict from anywhere on earth pertaining to any or no faith tradition, and with any background who shares their experience, strength, and hope on a specified recovery topic of their choice. Now, today we are concluding the 12-week series on each of the 12 steps of recovery. Our speaker today, Kimia, will share for 20 to 25 minutes on her experience with Step 12, and then the live audience gets the opportunity to ask questions of her for another 20 to 25 minutes. To get weekly invitations to join us, please go to www.rico12.com. And submit your email address there to get the reminders and the links. We've got a lot of newcomers here and people are rolling in like crazy. And we're real excited to have a big crowd here with us today. RICO12 is always grateful for ratings, reviews, and donations. To leave a rating or review, please go to the podcast platform you listen to us on and leave it there. To donate, I will leave details in the chat of the live meeting and also in the show notes of the podcast. Now, we look forward each week to receiving from the light reflected from our speakers. That light inspires hope, meaning, worth, and growth in each of us, the listening audience. A quick disclaimer before we get rolling here. While we hope that these episodes will be helpful to both sponsors and sponsees alike, these 12 weeks of episodes uh, focusing on each of the 12 steps of recovery are not intended to replace the necessity of working with a sponsor through the steps. We will not be working the steps in these meetings. They are meant only to be a supplement and informative reference on what the steps mean and why they are important to the individual speaking about them. Now, step 12 reads, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to others and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Now, here's a little bit about Kimia, and she's got quite the the, the bio here. I'm excited to read this and introduce her. Kimia is one of the founding members of the Big Book Sponsorship Group, an online 12 step global recovery network, um, incepted from the Toronto Wednesday SLAA Big Book meeting, also known as Spiritual Gangsters on WhatsApp. She has entered the world of recovery via the rooms of CA, Cocaine Anonymous, Al Anon, and SLAA, Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous, in Toronto and has never left. An intelligent agent of love and a spearhead of God's ever advancing creation. Kimia has dedicated her life to full-time service, serving humankind in their desire to stop living out of a pattern of addiction and connecting the suffering newcomer to a sponsor who will guide them through a one-on-one study of the steps as described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. From building a comprehensive network of Big, big Book sponsorship for all addictions and afflictions to training and empowering other recovering fellows to be of service, Kimia Uh, remains humbled in the fundamental understanding that helping others is the foundation stone of her recovery, that nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking, thinking, as intensive work with other alcoholics and addicts. Take it away, Kimia. the floor is yours. Thank
1: you so much, Justin. And thank you, everybody, for your presence here. I keep seeing the number of participants rising, and I'm very aware that this meeting is recorded, and the recording will continue to reach many souls who are not here with us today, but they will get to benefit from what you have created here, Justin. And to know that it is led by a one power that continues to restore you to sanity so you can be of service, I want to thank you. Thank you for using your God consciousness in creating a place where recovery can be given back to many others in amplification of service in such a beautiful way. So thank you for having me and thank you for doing this kind of work. I want to premise this opportunity to humble myself by thanking all of those who have come before me and all of those who will come after me and many of those who will never make it to the rooms of recovery, and many of those who will never make it to these rooms but are doing God's work out there in whatever capacity, in whatever way. I want to honor the spirit of many who have worked this way of life and have humbled me in my ways when I entered the rooms. If you're just joining us, give yourself a moment of arrival. Why is it important? because you are about to have a spiritual experience of your own, whatever that might be, I am hoping that it will not be completely shaped by what it is that you hear from me, but what it is that you receive through me today. The Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous says we will find that God will do for us what we could not do for ourselves. Today, I get to see that God will do through me what I could not do for myself. So if you're here, take a deep breath, welcome yourself to step 12, which means that you have gone through 11 other steps. And if you have been following and subscribing to Rico 12, you will get to hear these topics with each individual fellow who has gone through the steps. And you would have heard that on step one, you admitted, I admitted that I am indeed powerless over addiction, alcohol, that my life had become unmanageable. I came to believe that a power greater than myself can restore me to sanity. I made a decision to turn my will and all of my thinking to the care of God as I understood God. And I made a searching and fearless moral inventory. And I admitted to God, to to myself and another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. I was entirely ready to have God remove all of these defects and made a list. And humbly asked God to remove my shortcomings on step seven. And then I made a list, remember, of the persons I have harmed, willing to make amends where possible. And step nine taught me that. Made direct amends to such people where possible, except when to do so would injure them. And then I continued to take personal inventory. And when I made wrongs, I promptly admitted it. And on step 11, I sought prayer and meditation to improve my conscious contact with God as I understood God, praying only for knowledge of God's will and the power to carry that out. So is it a surprise that when I get to step 12, I am being asked to honor everything that I have gone through from one to 11? It asks me, Having had a spiritual awakening as the results of these steps I just reviewed, we try to carry this message to other alcoholics and addicts, and to the practice and to practice these principles in all my affairs. That means my family, that means my job, that means with the newcomer service, different parts of life. And Step Twelve is a reminder for me that I am going to be in service for life. What a humbling way to look at this experience of recovery. I equally have to mention that I work the steps out of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, out of a workbook called Big Book Sponsorship Workbook, which is a workbook that is used in our fellowship of Big Book Sponsorship, also known as Spiritual Gangsters on WhatsApp. Cameron F. from Cocaine Anonymous is the person who has incepted this workbook, and in this workbook, you have the instructions of the big book, 164 pages, concentrated in 32 pages, yes or no. I need clarity in my life. I'm a type 3 addict. What does that mean? To the newcomer who's just joining us, welcome. The cure to alcoholism, as I understand, is to trust God, clean house, help others. That's it. Everything else is a bonus. This book outlines the ways I get there. And by step 12, I am in understanding that I am in a 12-step program, not an 11-step program, not a 13-step program which continues to harm myself and others, but a 12-step program that is based on this action of giving back what has been freely given to me. See, I come into program with the understanding that I'm different from you. I'm not an addict. There's just some problems happening in my life, and I need to be in this program so I can quick drive through in this uh, recovery promise I hear. As if I'm picking up my McDonald's order, pick it up, go out there, apply it to my life, and ever so selfishly live in the solution by myself. I tried that, my fellows, it didn't work. I tried it numerous times. It didn't work. It meant that something had to change. And in that I get to learn that a God of its own understanding will show me the way of how to be useful, helpful, and how to carry the message. I I'm delighted to be here and in spirit thanking Nikki M, who was the person who got in front of me and asked me, what the fuck is wrong with you? I had to be asked that question so that I can start wondering what it is I need to do to come to the steps and understand them. So on step 12, I get to see that I have a job and I have to show up to it. It says on page 89 of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, practical experience shows that nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking, using, acting out, thinking as intensive work with other alcoholics addicts. On page 23 of the Big Book, it says the problem of the alcoholic addict is centered in the mind. This is a thought program. I'm here to recondition, reprogram retrain these neural pathways that are so used to my past ideals, the sordid kind that doesn't serve me. And my fellows, if you are hearing this, the steps that I speak of today apply to all addictions and afflictions. I work one method out of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous for all of my addictions and afflictions with the understanding that it is the same spiritual malady. So if you're here identifying as an alcoholic, as a crack addict, as someone who comes from substance use, or perhaps you're in a no substance program, a program of thinking, Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous, SLAW, CODA, Alanon, DA, OA. Any anonymous program that you're here under the emblem of, it's the same spiritual malady. So it says nothing will so much ensure immunity from that malady as intensive work with other alcoholics addicts, a life of service. And it says it works when other activities fail. This is our 12th suggestion, suggestion. Carry this message to other alcoholics addicts, to the newcomer. And I am presented with the question, are you willing to do this? Yes or no? Am I willing to live? Yes or no? It's a yes. I know I will die if I don't. The steps might sound like the steps. In my experience, the 12 steps are more like an escalator. It continues. So when I hear someone say, I finished my steps, what do I do now? The work is never done. That's what a 12 step means to me. It means that I never get a day off. I get to be in this work every day. My emotional fitness, my spiritual conditioning, my serenity is dependent on this work. It says you can help when no one else can. You can secure their confidence when others fail. Remember, they're very ill. Perhaps you're a newcomer who hasn't gone through the steps and you're wondering, what is Kimia talking about? I have a job. Yes, you are to sponsor. You are to walk another attic through the steps because it's the only way this works. And anyone who's still sitting in doubt, you have the freedom to go out there and burn some more logs. What are logs? It's this expression that we are like drowning people in addiction and we hold on to logs. We hold on to pieces of wood with the hope that we will stay afloat. But over time, These middle-of-the-road solutions, these half-measures fail. They're human aids. What are my logs? Willpower, resolutions, oaths, promises, contracts, controlled using, drinking, thinking, or behavior, less thinking, harm reduction, substitution strategies. Yesterday's spiritual experience, self-help books, personal development courses, mindfulness, yoga, meditation, breath work, having a sponsor, a mentor, a coach, The institutions, the three parking lots, the insanity, the counseling, the therapy, the group therapy, the cognitive behavioral therapy, none of them have worked for me. But this program, this program has worked. And in step 12, I am being told that I am to pass this on to another person. It says, this seemed to prove that one addict alcoholic could affect another as no other addict or non-addict, sorry, non-alcoholic non-addict could. It also indicated that strenuous work with another alcoholic was vital to permanent recovery. Am I taking these words seriously? Am I understanding the impact of not living this way of life? I come from a big book sponsorship. We incepted a big book sponsorship group. And I'm here to tell you that we sponsor in this program. We are of service. We get out there and we pick a home group. We set out the chairs. In the virtual world, you've been given so many other opportunities. Why is it that I have to do this? Because otherwise I die. The one person who has witnessed me in that death state, Nikki M. She's not here today, but she is ever with me in my heart. She saw what I looked like. My fellows, I can tell you, I did not look like what I do today. And to those of you who will hear this and not see me, I basically didn't look like a mop. I look like a mop. I look like a wet cat, as Nikki would say. This program has shown me what it means to have my sanity restored. I am to give back to it because just like sand, I hold it. It trickles between my fingers. But if I pass it on to enough people, we might have a chance at this permanent recovery this book talks about. It says, I soon found that when all other measures failed, work with another alcoholic addict would save the day. And if I remember, if I forget this, I'm to go back to All of the things that have failed for me tell the truth of what has failed you. Look at your log and loser list. Look at your step one. There are no halfway measures in this work. It says we have recovered and have been given the power to help others. That's powerful. In step 12, I get to see that I am empowered by a power beyond me that allows me to help somebody else who doesn't know 1% of what I know about myself today. I'm not here to hand out opinions and feedback and my way of living. I'm here to set out the, the steps for your inspection through the spiritual toolkit, which is our big book sponsorship workbook, which is the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And why do I get to do that? Because if I am shaky I am better to work with another alcoholic instead, with another addict who needs to be in this way of life. So to the newcomer who has never sponsored, get excited. The part of you that shows up as fear in sponsorship is the part of you that can show up in column five close to God as excitement. Get into the spirit of enthusiasm. It says on page 15, doesn't it? My wife and I enthusiastically abandoned ourselves with enthusiasm to the idea that helping other alcoholics, addicts to a solution of their problems. Get excited that you have a job. Get excited that you get to be part of a program that will give others a way to get closer to their higher power. And you are hearing the word God in my Uh, in my vocabulary a lot, I want to say this, that I come from a agnostic and atheist background. Use whatever words you want instead of God. I have no aftertaste with this word God. I have made my amends. Today, I'm in full recognition of the power God has bestowed upon me. So replace it with something else, a spiritual principle, love, tolerance, kindness, the great reality powerful creator, the broad highway, Mama Earth, Vishnu, the spirit, broad highway, the omnipotent, whatever it might be. Lay aside your prejudice. And lay aside your prejudice if you haven't finished the steps, wondering what the end of this book is going to look like. Take your time, but don't waste time. We go through the steps very quickly, because to waste time in in the steps is another way I die. I'm a type three addict. That means that I have to understand my description of an addict every day. I am to be humbled and with this understanding that step 12 requires me to carry the message. Different types of service, sponsorship, being of service to a home group, being of service to your humankind out there in real life in person, being of service to the elderly, Being of service to someone who needs you more than you need your self-pity, Kimia. More than you need your self-centeredness today, Kimia. That I am indeed an addict and cannot manage my life. I am to humble myself by understanding that no power could have relieved me of my addiction. I am beyond human aid. I am to seek God, that God could and would if God was sought. Am I doing the seeking? Or am I sitting here for the newcomer to drop drop on my lap? I am to get out there and spread the message of how I have recovered, how a solution has worked for me. It's not to lecture you. It's not to look at you from a moral hilltop. No access to grind. No people to please. No dues to pay. No fees to pay. So that the fellowship promises can come about. Page 89 tells me about it. Life will take on new meaning, Kimia. You watch people recover to see them help others. Me helping others who help others. The replication of God's service. To watch loneliness vanish, to see a fellowship grow about you. To have a host of friends. This is an experience you must not miss. We know you will not miss it. Frequent contact with newcomers and with each other is the bright spot of our lives. I die in disconnection, my fellows. I don't know about you, but I die in the dark corners of this disease by disconnecting from you, by not wanting to talk to you, by not wanting to answer questions, by not wanting to tell the truth of what has failed me. I get as sick as my secrets, And the more I withdraw and I place myself in those dark corners and I see myself apart from, I cannot envision being a part of. And today I have to envision being a part of because that's what it means to build a fellowship. What does it require to build a fellowship? Work your steps. Go through the steps with a sponsor very quickly. I'm here to connect you. If you know me, you know that in our fellowship, I match you with a sponsor. So if you're a newcomer and you've never met me, perhaps you're hearing this long after the live session is done. My number will be available. I will give you all the information that you need. I will make sure Justin has this information. If you need a sponsor who can walk you through the big book way of sponsorship in any addiction or affliction, reach out to me. I'm here to connect you to fellows who equally need you and to a fellowship who equally needs you to break the cycle because your job is now to be in a place where you may be of maximum helpfulness to others. I have to ask myself this every morning. Where can you be of maximum helpfulness today? God, tell me, give me the strength and the direction. What would you have me be? And almost every time God says, be kind, be helpful, serve others, be loved. So never hesitate to go anywhere if you can be helpful. It says on page 102, you should not hesitate to visit, get this, the most sordid spot on earth on such an errand. Keep on the firing line of life with these motives and God will keep you unharmed. Take a deep breath, everyone. And as we pause and release, we say grace. We say thank you, God, for the ability to carry this message, to be physically capable of showing up, have fingers and toes that move, have feet that I can walk on, a spine tall so my head could be in the clouds with God, feet planted on earth, so I can remain earthly and help others, my purpose is to fit myself to be of maximum service to God and God's people. And there is a mannerism that comes with this. And I'm hopeful that in our Q and A, some question questions will be geared towards sponsorship and how to sponsor, and the mannerism that it that it uh, has to has to be instructed. And the book has done that. Those instructions are there. It's through practice that I get to see. Parts of my disease I haven't met before. That's what it means to be in a 12-step program. That's what it means to work with somebody else. Because in a vision for you, it tells me. It is easy to let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. What does that mean for Kimia? Try to experience a new spiritual experience off of yesterday's spiritual experience. I cannot stay fed off of yesterday's food. Not clean off of yesterday's shower, not hydrated off of yesterday's water. Where is this expectation coming from that I can sustain some level of emotional fitness that is helpful if I am not doing the work today, if I'm not constantly in the work? It says we are headed for trouble if we do for alcohol drugs obsessive compulsive behavior thinking is a subtle foe it will creep up on me when i least expect it on the days when i don't feel like being of service those are the days when i, I exactly i need to get knee deep throat deep into service because this is the only way to live i have paid the price And those who haven't paid the price yet, God has a plan for you. I pray for you every day as you go through life that God's lessons will grow you as it's meant to. It says what we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. The liar is in remission. The liar is very strong. It will come out of remission very quickly, this subtle foe. So, what's the solution? Every day is when I must carry the vision of God's will into all of my activities. How can I best serve thee? Thy will not, thy will, not mine, will be done. These are the thoughts which must go through us constantly. Constantly. It's around the clock work. I'm a thought addict. I reach for thoughts a lot quicker than I reach for God that pattern has to change. This prayer will get me there. What I really have is a daily reprieve. You hear this a lot, one day at a time. It's one breath at a time for me here in Land. That's where God lives, and I get to pause, and I get to be of service, And I get to take your calls around the clock. And if I cannot take your calls, you will get a message from me that says, let's try to coordinate a call. I am right here. Send me a voice note. Be creative, Kimia. God says, where can you show up and be creative? In building a fellowship, an online fellowship. With 3,000 people in our big book sponsorship group, Spiritual Gangsters. 13 WhatsApp groups. 20-something behind-the-scenes groups where we get organized because it takes organization, infrastructural knowledge. It takes work, dedication, sometimes sleepless nights, but it is for service. And here's the key, my fellows. The delusion that I am like other people, the delusion that I am a normal drinker thinker, It's the same delusion that tells me service is where I get to repent my sins. That's a misconception that the more service I do, the the more I get to be free, that the more will be lifted from me. Eventually, yes, but is that the sole purpose of why I do service? I am to check my motives. I can't hide from the rigorous honesty that is required in this program. And if I hide from it, i am destined for the roads of insanity and and death again and i have been there i have no intention of returning so in that we look at the steps and step 12 says remember recovery from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body is possible by working the 12 steps as directed in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous every day. There is much work ahead. Much work ahead. When I am jittery, when I am alone, when I can't do it, what am I reaching for? Am I reaching for the booze, for the drugs, for the people, the phone call? People, places, and things. What am I reaching for? Suicidal thoughts. It says you forget that you have just now tapped into a source of power much greater than yourself. So I am to remember. How do I get to remember that I have tapped into this power that restores me to sanity? I stay connected with my fellows. If you check my phone, the first at least thousand messages are from my fellows. I have three people that are pinned on my WhatsApp that are in my family that I need to see their messages. Everybody else is a fellow. I stay in connection. I go to meetings not for sake of going to meetings or hearing myself speak the solution. I go to sick meetings and I tell them about my recovery. I don't tell them how to do it. I tell them what has worked for me. I carry the message. And sponsorship and service and connection and building and picking a home group and connecting you to a sponsor. Constantly building. And this book says there is a road of reconstruction ahead. I must take lead. This is where God allows me to take lead. I thank you for allowing me to humble myself, to stay in this work in the 12 steps, and understand that it's 12 steps. And it means that I am here to stay. There's a good reason why I always say my job is not to make you stay. My job is to be here when you come back. And with that, I thank you. I love you. All of you matter to me. When I came to the rooms of Cocaine Anonymous, as one of my fellows says, broken, busted, and fucking disgusted, you opened your arms to me. You said there is a solution. You said, here's my number. Call me. You're home. I solemnly take the oath that God allows me to continue to serve you for this is my purpose of giving back to your recovery. As my own recovery equally depends on it, I love you and thank you justin for this opportunity. I look forward to the qs and A's thank you everyone
0: awesome thank you so much kimia man I love your 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 witness your your energy that comes in step twelve i I love the passion you have for it. And there have been several questions come in and a reminder to our live audience. If you have questions for Kimia, please type them in the Q and a link at the bottom of the zoom window. And we'll get to those as we go along here. The first question I have for you to get us kicked off is early on in your sharing, you mentioned again, right at the end of your share, there's no days off to the newcomer who's coming in and just says, Hey, I want to be fixed and out of here. How do you, and not that you can change their mind, but how do you, testify in addition to what you just did that, hey, it's worth it to have no days off and to wear myself out in the service of God, basically, and and in the service of others. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Absolutely. Well, welcome. And thank you for that question. And any other questions that are coming through and everybody in this room that is supporting me with your presence, I love you. The question is asking, is it worth it? How long does it take? It's it's, uh, pointing to a place of impatience that comes with this disease. This is a disease of restlessness, discontentment, right? This is a disease of chronic shopping, perhaps. I'm a shopper. I like to shop recovery. I like to believe there is a better solution, a quicker solution. And yes, I did mention, I came in thinking this is going to be a McDonald's drive through for me. And I sat in that workshop, the first workshop that I came into for four hours, crying uncontrollably, body just completely having a nervous shutdown. Why is it worth it? Because I get to live another day being joyous, happy, and free. Because regardless of how many restless nights I spent in my addiction, my restlessness in recovery is for the sake of others. Why is it worth It's because I see today that there is a purpose. There is a good reason why I was propelled forward to see my disease and recognize my disease. Why is it worth it? Because otherwise I die. It's very black and white when it comes down to the fatal and futile uh, nature of this disease. Having experienced the gates of insanity and death where I have not physically departed, but mentally I am no longer walking amongst you. Having had experienced that and having been reminded of that, I get to see that a very small price is paid in staying in this program and working the program as rigorously as I do. And you may have heard this in other rooms. If you get to work this program in recovery as rigorously as you did your addiction, you'll get to see the promises. The promises are worth it. I can tell you this, but this experience is for you to have. I can give you all the beautiful verbiage around why this book says these promises are real. And I get to look at the world in the eyes. I get to be at peace and ease alone. I get to be safe and protected. I get to be a part of. That could mean nothing to you if you're not in the experience. One more thing. Life went on and so did my insanity as I worked the steps. This misconception that the moment I come to the steps, this magic happens and everything is wiped might be the experience of some. I can tell you it wasn't my experience because I still got to know my disease very closely as I work the steps. I still got to stay in some serious, dangerous situations while working the steps. What was different? I didn't stop working the steps. I didn't stop showing up to our Wednesday night slot big book meeting in Toronto and setting up chairs. It was the one day I would take off from work, I would say early, but at six o'clock because my line of work, you work until whenever, that I would set up chairs and I would humble myself in what it means to be of service. Get my number from Justin reach out to me. I'm here to walk you through this path. Many other people that are here to support you.
0: Awesome. And we have a ton of questions that are coming in. We'll get to as many of these as we can over the next 20 minutes or so. next question comes in from Heaven. Heaven asks, how do you balance service with other responsibilities in your life?
1: That's a really good question, Heather. And I have to say it's one of the top FAQs for me. It's one of the top asked questions. And I have to say that without the power of God and this program, I wouldn't have life or other responsibilities. I have to humble myself in understanding my description of an addict. And I read you that description off of page 60 of the big book that says, I am an addict. My life is unmanageable. I'm beyond human aid. And that God could and God would if God was sought. Where do I get to balance it out is where do I get to see that unless I live this way of life in service in 12 steps and being a servant of God, I won't have anything outside of this. I can have multiple uh, successful businesses outside of recovery, but at some point, the spiritual malady, the void will catch up to me. I will go back to my old ways. Workaholism will take on. Having no time for recovery or your calls will take over. My false pride will take over. I don't get to humble myself. How do I get to balance it? I say yes to to a spiritual diet that's very rigorous. And if you want to know more about it, work the steps. Give me a call or ask me. It starts from the night before and the morning after. I have a feeling more questions are going to be about this and I will answer them. What is my regimen so that I'm reaching for the thoughts of gratitude and God before I'm reaching for my phone to see how many messages I have from my coworkers? How do I balance responsibilities? I say yes to service first. I never put service off for something else, for earthly possessions or a monetary gain that will put me right back into the same spiral that brought me back in
0: here. Wow, that's that's amazing and awesome. I really admire that. We have another question. This one comes in from Joanna. Joanna says, thank you, Kimia. Thank you for your guiding light and enthusiasm and sharing your gifts with others. I would love for you to share what your thoughts are when you wake up in the morning. And this kind of was what you're touching on there. Or said another way, what is a typical intention for you set for the day?
1: Yes, absolutely. And thank you, Joanna. She also messaged me right before this meeting, holding me in your hearts. Your presence is so felt. Thank you for all that you do in our family and everyone who's here, who might not be making contact and question Q and a portion, but I love you. I see you. I feel you. I am you. So what's a morning regimen? What's a, what's a daily regimen for Kimia? It has to start from the night before. Now the big book gives us these instructions very clearly. And in following those instructions, I have to look at where do I get to fill the gap where this book didn't cover many moons ago. So the instructions being that when you retire at night, you constructively review your day, page 86, where you're resentful, selfish, dishonest, or afraid. In fact, if you are continuing to work a step 10, 11, and 12 throughout the day, you're asking these questions it becomes part of the working mind. That's mindfulness. Do I owe an apology? Have I kept something to myself? Does it need to be discussed with another person? Was I kind and loving towards all? Could I have done better? So we go through our nightly inventory. After making a review, we ask God's forgiveness and inquire what corrective measures should be taken. I get into a mode of action very quickly in that. And the morning after the awakening, Let us think about the 24 hours ahead. To be honest with you, Joanna, and anybody else listening, I don't have 24 hours ahead. I only have the next breath if I'm lucky enough, if I'm working this program and relying on God's will. It says we consider our plans for the day before we begin. We ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking that it be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. That is gold right there. Because through time, as I recondition my brain pathways, I'm changing the chemistry, the buildup of these neurons that are transmitting these commands to my brain that says, reach for your phone. Reach for the resentment from the night before. You still have the aftertaste. Let's chew on it some more. So I reach for God. And I say, thank you, God. Thank you for the opportunity to be here. What would you have me be? and I get into action. Prayer starts from there. I'm also in the business of mindfulness. I teach mindfulness. I have had the privilege of bringing my private life into a part of my teachings that actually keeps me accountable. I am to get into prayer and meditation every morning. I am to get into activities that keep me in God's will. Connection with fellows, responding to all of your messages, connecting you to someone who can walk you through the path, sponsorship, service, whatever it might be. I am to be available for that. What does the regimen look like? Stay in a schedule that continues to keep you close to God. If prayer and meditation is not working for you, because I can sit here and tell you about prayer and meditation, but if it's not working for you, double it up or change it to something else. My prayer and meditation might not work for me on the days when I am more resistant. I am to go for a walk and start using my feet and start remembering what it felt like when I was on a wheelchair and I couldn't walk. Gratitude, constant gratitude, constant connection. I love you, Joanna. I want to tell you more about my regimen and I can go by an hourly basis. Hey, I can even have you you know, shadow me one day and see how it's done, but the instructions are in the book. Stop looking at external feedback for an internal problem that has instructions right here. I love you, and I'm here for uh, this question anytime you want to chat about it.
0: Awesome. And the next question comes from Sarah, and I think it uh, you touched on it a little bit there at the very end of that answer, but we're going to do it. From Sarah, Sarah asks, how do you sponsor? Any tips for people who have gone through the 12 steps and are hesitant to sponsor or tips from first-time or recent sponsors?
1: Yes. Tips for sponsorship. How do you sponsor? Well, first of all, our Big Book Sponsorship Group offers a workshop that happens on the last Sunday of the month. That's coming up really quickly. I'm going to make that information available to Justin as well. If you haven't gone through the 12 steps in the past, This is an opportunity for you to see how we work the steps. In in four hours, you get to go through the workbook that I spoke to you about, and you get to see how we work it. And You'll get to meet other people in this fellowship that will be presenting the steps, seeing how transferable it becomes. So Again, last Sunday of the month, 12 steps in four hours. It's incepted and and, uh, led by Cameron F., but now we've opened it to everybody in this fellowship and we all get to take part in that. In sponsorship, what are some of the tips? Work the instructions as they have been presented to you. Speak to other addicts that are on the right track in sponsorship. Connect with those who actually have practical knowledge of how to apply the exact instructions. Learn how to do a proper step four. Pick a step four partner, even sponsorship. Pick another sponsor and go through how you do your step four with your prospects. Come to the meetings where the sponsorship is discussed. In our family, and again, the list of the meetings will be available. In our family, we have different spaces where you can get into sponsorship. Friday nights, TGIF. Sunday, our big book reading. That's a sponsorship uh, arena of its own. Nikki M. Noodle It Out on Mondays. You all know about that one. That's where you get to ask your questions. How I sponsor is how I live. There is no discrepancy between this life and that life. There used to be. I used to put on my normie face and then my addict face, right? Today, there are no lines, no top line, bottom line, middle line. All lines are removed. Sponsorship also means that I am willing to remain teachable. So remain teachable. You're working with another addict who is under no obligation to you. And if you want instructions on how to sponsor, this book right here has a whole chapter for you, working with others. And in working with others, it tells you, it tells you do not be discouraged if if your prospect doesn't respond at once. Search out another person and try again. You will sure find another person desperate who wants to do this. It also tells you that there is a mannerism in which to do this, right? And in that mannerism, you get to explore that between pages 94 and 100. You get to go through the direct instructions of how to sponsor. I hope this is sufficient for now. I know we have more questions, but Sarah, I love you. Thank you for all that you do as a sponsor and a fellow in this fellowship.
0: Thank you. Yes. Let's get on to the next question. This one's from Scott. Scott says, if it can work for you, then it can work for me. What do I do with that little liar? Sometimes a big old liar in my head that that I am too far. That tells me I'm too far gone or too sick and it can't possibly work for me. What helps for you and what actions do you take to get rid of that liar?
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Scott. You're a walking miracle. I can attest to this. When Just a few weeks back, Scott could not even string along a sentence that didn't talk about the malady. Now he's speaking to the solution. A moment of love for, for that spiritual experience on its own. So you asked me about how do I relinquish uh, um, this, this obsession with the liar? How do I get away from the liar? So when the first thought presents itself, I'm putting my hand up to say I'm a thoughts addict. I know I take thoughts like crack cocaine. I snort thoughts. I take people, places, and things. And that begins with this obsession with thoughts. When I am in this work, working the steps in conjunction with God and a fellowship, when I am in this full triangle Right In this full triangle of working the steps holistically everywhere in my life, I get to detect when the first lie comes up. When the first lie presents itself, the first thought presents itself, I am to detect that. I have a formula that I call detect, connect, course, correct. Detect means I know something has come up. I know that's a lie. I've detected the liar. There was a time when I couldn't detect a liar because it was cloaked completely as me. Today, it's not. So when I can distinguish the thought, I don't have to identify with it. I can be a witness to it. I can say, hey, liar, I see you coming back. I know you're hurt. I love you. Over time, we can build compassion for the shadow part that is literally in pain. When I see the thought, I don't have to hang out with it. So I connect. I connect to God. And I say, God, give me the strength and the direction. What would you have me be? And that's the fear. That's the fear prayer. Right? Page. There you go. Let me just bring this up so we can actually go through this. This is a good one. The fear prayer, page 68, is when, uh, you know, what would you, God, We ask him to remove our fear and direct our attention to what God would have us be at at once we commence to outgrow fear. If I can start seeing the first thought appearing as fear appearing, the fear instructions will continue to apply to me. For anyone who hasn't gone through this fear instructions in the book, from page 67 to page 68, it gives you everything you need. It also tells me that thoughts are part of the makeup, this fabric of my existence, The more I get scared of thoughts and the more I try to suppress them or run away from them, the more I'm sitting in the lie that I can run away. I am to face it. The thought comes up. I detect. I connect. God, what would you have me be? And I course correct. That's the best part. Sometimes God will say, Kimia, stay and pause. Your course correction is to stay paused. Your course correction is not to make hasty decisions or act out of kindness of your heart, so you think. So when the liar presents itself, 12-step your thoughts really quick. How do I do it? Turn it over. You made a th- step three decision to turn it all over. Maybe the step three prayer will help you. The fear prayer, Scott, has been helping me immensely to the point where I will get back to the God give me the strength and the direction of what you would have me be at every turn. And sometimes you have to turn it, turn it over a lot more frequently, and sometimes you will have those pause periods. As we work the steps, those windows of serenity get to be longer and longer. And I'm here to support you.
0: Awesome. All right, we've got time for one more question. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take two questions and put them into one. Um, they're both very similar. Question is now both of these people come from a similar background of either a sex and love addict or a sex and fantasy addict. Um, and they both talk about uh, perfectionism and, and being imperfect. And how does one um, reconcile being imperfect and still sponsoring others down the path? How, how, how can you feel like you can still lead a person while being imperfect to yourself?
2: Absolutely.
1: All right. Nowhere in the book does it say, You have to be perfect. Nor in the book does it actually say it's possible to reach a state of perfection. Now, for me, perfectionism, which is part of my my sick diet as well, perfectionism is another way to package fear. Perfectionism is another way to cloak the lie that it's possible to be God. Perfectionism means I'm not willing to quit playing God. Perfectionism means I am the employer, I am the master, I am the director and the actor. I'm in this program to relinquish all of that because it hasn't worked for me. I'm here to watch God's movie, not Kimia's movie. Kimia's movie has many alternative endings, and I am not interested in any of them. So if you're sitting here looking at yourself thinking I am imperfect, guess what you're doing? You're gossiping, my love. You're gossiping about you. You're telling me you're complaining about God's handiwork. Page 417 When I complain about me or about you, I'm complaining about God's handiwork. I'm saying that I know better than God. When I complain about God's handiwork, I'm saying I am God. When I'm saying I am not perfect, but I have to be perfect, I'm saying God's handiwork is imperfect. And when I shy, diffidence, when I shy away from my greatness, When I play small in my codependency, in my sex and love addiction, I play small so that I can make you God, so you can tell me what to do, so I don't have to do the seeking from the source. I get to be battery operated. You give me my battery, but I need to be plugged to the source. So in this fellowship of big book sponsorship, we have simplified it. Simple does it. Easy does it. Live and let live. These motos are important because they work. We simplified it. We gave you a spiritual toolkit in 35 pages, 32 pages. And the, the rest are like a little bit of different format on how you can do an inventory. But we've given you this spiritual toolkit, two things. Are you armed with facts about yourself? Meaning that Kimia knows what is up with Kimia. Kimia has gone through her steps, her log and loser list. She knows how her disease shows up. Number two is that you can walk the newcomer through the spiritual toolkit for their inspection. Two requirements. Everything outside of that is a bonus. Everything outside of that is not a requirement. And the prejudice that tells me I am not good enough, that's the voice of the liar Scott was asking about Do not engage in a conversation with the voice of the liar as if logic, rationale, justification, and understanding will bring you to some level of serenity. I love you. I trust that if you have gone through the workbook and you you can work with another person, and as you go through sponsorship, you get to learn. Even if you know zero about sponsorship, you start from page one and read, and you get to learn all the beautiful things that is the miracle of this, the 12 steps. Thank
0: you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kimia. We have a ton more questions. So what I'm going to say right now is um, if you have questions that we're not able to get to today, send me an email at rico12pod, R-E-C-O-1-2-P-O-D, at gmail.com, and I will get you connected with Kimia. And she can answer those questions that way. She's offered to have that happen, and we'll make sure that that happens. Also, you can go to our Facebook group that I have put in the chat. Uh, uh, link in the chat here, and I'll have it in the uh, uh, show notes of the podcast. And we'll just let's just have a great conversation about this because there's some really good stuff here. Kimia, before we do the closing reading and close out with a step seven prayer, do you have any final words of wisdom before we do that?
1: Final words of wisdom. That almost puts me in a place to have wisdom. Today, I can tell you that I have experienced strength and hope through the one source that continues to put me in a place to be of service, propelling me forward so that I can remember where I come from and I can humble myself in being of service to you. This book says we have recovered and have been given the power to help others on page 132. I hope you understand what that really means that your job is now to be a place where you can be of maximum helpfulness to others and never hesitate to go anywhere. If you can be of helpfulness, do this work. You are home and I am here to support you. The spiritual experience and the recovery we speak of, sometimes it's slow, sometimes it's really fast. So fast, we may not remember how it all happened, the profound alteration of our whole attitude towards life. For the most intolerated, I cannot be the most intolerant. I am to see the beauty of the forest as a whole, and not to be distracted by the ugliness of some of its trees. My fellows, I hope as you go out here to do God's bidding, you get to see the beauty of the forest as a whole, and you get to touch earth, make peace with wind, with sun, with sand, with ether, with all elements, all creatures, all human beings, all plants. Get out there and do this work. I love you, and I'm here to support you if you need me. My information is available. Thank you for this opportunity again.
0: Mm. Thank you, Kimia. Just knocked it out of the park. What a great way to conclude the 12 week series on the 12 steps of, of recovery as laid out in the book Alcoholics Anonymous. That was a great Rico 12 weekly speaker meeting for all addicts and those wanting to learn more about addiction and the recovery therefrom. If we didn't get to your question or have other questions, go to rico12.com forward slash forum, join our Facebook group, uh, send me an email. We'll get that taken care of there. Um, and we can have a conversation and discussion, answer those questions and others' questions that may come up. I invite our audience to come back next week. And if you haven't yet rated or reviewed the podcast and Apple Podcasts, please go do so now. It's a great way to help us work our 12th step and help you work your 12th step in sharing this message with others. Next week, we resume our regular template of our guest speakers, choosing their own recovery topics. We're excited to hear from Chris R., who just celebrated three years sober in his fellowship after over 40 years of active addiction. His chosen topic will be carried this message. It's a fantastic follow-up to today's 12-step meeting. I've heard Chris speak and share his story before, and it's pretty powerful. I invite you to come back next week and participate again. Now, let's launch off into the rest of our day with the step seven prayer that Kimia will say for us.
1: Yes, absolutely. I'm right here. Let's just take a deep breath, everybody. If you want to make connection with your heart, you can place both hands on your heart, or one hand on the heart and one on the belly. Take a deep breath in. My creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen.
0: Thank you. Amen. And everybody, come trudge this road with us. Work it. You are worth it.